Hello and welcome to Weekly Weird News. I'm Ben, I'm hanging out with Mike. Hello. And Claire. Hey. And today we're going to talk about some weird shit we find on the internet as we do every week. Yep. I've got a UFO one in. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> UFOs in dogfights with military jets above France in 600 sightings, shock Ooh. report says. Ooh. The pilots have been involved in uh, fights. I think fights is probably a little bit overstated mm. but certainly like get the fuck off our airspace kind of standoff it's been a cat and mouse maybe but yeah. not like engaging no, no. engaging to fire well they can't because the UFOs allegedly were able to disable the weapons and autopilot systems uh. on the military jets with electromagnetic effects Ooh. so like fire missiles oh we can't ah that's an issue electromagnets wouldn't they just drop out the sky if it fucked the computers up then yes but as it only seems to be taking out the autopilot and the weapon systems, so you could, you'd argue that it's a bit more of a calculated attack. Hmm. Or defence. Defence. Which isn't good if they're hostile. They can disable all our weapons. Well, they can no. disable anything. You think if they can do those two things, they can choose as well what, what they're turning on and off. You know. That's it. So we're going to... We're going to have to go low-tech to beat them, so I suggest we get out all the Spitfires we can find. There's no electronics on them, yeah. just the machine guns, and we'll send up Spitfires to fight against oh, you aliens. Why have they got the, the shields, like in Independence Day? Then we're fucked anyway. We're fucked anyway, aren't we? <laughs> because no, then we'll send up Jeff Goldblum with his laptop to give it a computer virus, which will disable the stables and they'll enjoy, you know, and let our... World War Two fighter aces to come back through time and defeat the aliens for us. Mm, well, in that case. So, anyway, yeah, the article. Top Gun pilots have been in dogfights with aliens over France, a bombshell report has revealed. And some of the UFOs even managed to disable the weapons and autopilot systems on the military jets. There were 600 sightings investigated, and in nearly half of the cases, 290, the close proximity of the unidentified craft affected flight safety. In 81 of them, pilots reported electromagnetic effects on one or more aircraft systems. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Which kind of ties into how they were hovering over nuclear weapon silos in America mm. and disabling the systems. Yeah. So they've obviously got that capability. If they are aliens. If they are. Makes you wonder, doesn't it? It does. Are they actually hostile then? Because they would have just, if they can just do this, they would have just took over us, wouldn't they? Yeah, or, the, or you know, like I said, just sent the electromagnet and just down the plane yeah. straight away. Yeah. Or shot them, you know, they could be a lot more hostile, couldn't they? Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, I mean, they could just gas us like we would an insect, fucking an ant hive or something. Yeah, why come down here to fight at all? Yeah, yeah send in It depends if they want to. Because that might also kill, obviously, other animals and the uh, plant life. Yeah. So maybe that's why they, they weren't going to do that. Yeah, because we are the only planet in this corner of the solar system that we know about with life. Yeah. We're quite unique amongst this solar system anyway, aren't we? With flora and, flora and fauna and life. But if you wanted to just get rid of us all and restart the planet, you know, with their own fauna and stuff from their own planet... Yeah. It'd just be like a giant weed killer, wouldn't it? And just... Or spray everything. Or, yeah, some sort of bomb or something like that that would, pss, yeah. you know. Or virus. Like a bug bomb. COVID-19. Oh. It's from space. 
No, because if they did it, it would it's be just... like Ebola, wouldn't it? It would kill 90% of us, not 3%. It's, it's... it's the first go. Nah. There's a theory the Black Plague came from space. Uh, from an asteroid. Interesting. I heard that one. No, I haven't heard that. There's a theory, anyway, I can look more into that at some point. Mm. Mm. A 25-page report by Dominic F. Weinstein concluded this analysis confirms the potential impact on aviation safety. Well, no shit. Mm. Only a systematic collection of detailed testimonies from pilots and crews will enhance the scientific research on these phenomena and contribute to aviation safety. Again, no shit. Yeah. Which most governments around the world neglected to do. They this did. Is, this is half the amount of pages that were in that big US document, isn't it? Yeah. That spanned like years. This is just like one event, and it's got twenty-five pages. You know. That's it. Um, but if it's like disabling the autopilot, now I know for a fact on the Eurofighter Typhoon, the one that we, us, the Germans, the French, the Spanish, the Italians use, that plane is designed to be aerodynamically unstable, so it can turn tighter and faster in dogfights. Mm -hmm. If the computers were to fail on one of those, it would just fall out of the fucking sky. Oh, the yeah. computer sorts everything out. All the pilot has to do is steer. So it, it, it'll distribute the, like, you know, sort out the weight and the, yeah, you know, the, the turn. The, and... the fins on the front, for example, turn, and the computer manages all of that. Yeah. So if you want to turn faster, then those fins on the front will switch around and let the air flow over them and give you a tighter turn in combat. So they take out your autopilot system on that, you're just going to drop out the fucking sky. I think they're friendly if they're, if they're coming. They've got to be, you know, because they'd have killed off already, wouldn't they? Or are they still watching us? Unless, unless all the people that disappear are going on to the international meat market and they're just using us as cattle. Yeah, well, you know how many people could disappear every year. Yeah, yeah. There's like hundreds of thousands, isn't there, men mm -hmm. around the world? Maybe yeah, millions. Yeah. They just disappear unaccounted for, never seen again. So, what, they grab us till... Yeah, but the they're kids just, like, disappear cattle, as well, don't they? Well, maybe it's like uh, veal, isn't it? Kids might taste a, a bit more of a delicacy than adults. That's with all the probing. Because of all the shit in the atmosphere and the environment and our food chain, they're seeing if we're still... All that probing, right? That's seeing if we're still an effective meat source or ah, we're yeah. too poisoned. Yeah. So yeah. Maybe put all this shit in the atmosphere. Maybe they don't want us be, anymore. actually be saving us. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that was the plan all along. <laughs> Give me another Chernobyl. Um. We need to safeguard the planet. <laughs> Reproducing, don't we? And it is something daft. It's slowing down now, isn't it? it uh, yeah, it is. The birth rate is slowing down, but it's still well ahead of the death rate. Yeah. The amount of people that go missing, though, you are right, is is absolutely mental. I'm not sure if it's something like 40,000 a year in the UK alone. Yeah. Now, remember that like a lot of them are found, and a lot of them do it because they want to do it. They want to go missing. They've had enough, and they, don't, and they want a fresh start, yeah. so they just go yeah. missing. Or they go on the streets. Or they go on the streets and fall off the system. But there's mm. always that percentage of people who are just never found. Yeah. yeah. Or found in mysterious circumstances where, you know, it's an outside party. Missing 411. If you've had a chance to watch that documentary, that's creepy as fuck. There's about the people that go missing in national parks and they find them and they're like miles away from where they should have been. Wow. And there's no explanation as to how they got there. 
Carol Baskin's husband. He went missing, didn't he? Yeah, she fed him to tigers, though. <laughs> she's got a fucking evil look in her eye, hasn't she? She's a creepy Cats woman. And did you see the wedding photos of her and her latest husband where he's dressed as a cheetah on all fours and oh, she's holding his leash it's like there's oh, definitely a gimp thing going on oh, here. She yeah. wants to fuck a tiger. <laughs> you know, where's the trousers in that relationship? That's why she offered her husband. Well, and the money for him because he was a millionaire, wasn't he? Yeah. Apparently that Joe, Joe Exotic's trying to get out of prison now. Uh-huh. Thinks he might get out. He was hoping for a pardon from Trump, wasn't he? But it never came. Although why Trump would pardon him, I don't know. It's like... <laughs> No, I don't like the guy. The way he used animals for his own personal gain. Yeah. What got me was the singing. Because <laughs> he didn't sing the songs. Someone no, else sang yeah. them. He just mimed it in the video. So he's listening along to that in the car, telling them that it's him singing when he knows it's not. And he's like, oh, I just like to listen to myself. Yeah, but you're not listening to yourself. You listen to some other guy sing a song about a tiger. You're just in the video. Uh, I don't know. That was humorous. <laughs> Crazy, absolutely crazy. Anyway, this 64-year study was this, this this French investigation. In fairness, the 31 cases, pilots had to take evasive action to avoid a collision with a UFO, injuring several people in five close encounters. I'm surprised there isn't a bit more of an in-depth sort of what the pilots saw, is there? No? What they looked like? Nothing, no. Uh, That's just too, these little... Too classified for us, think. <laughs> yeah, too classified for the Daily Star. <laughs> Although this was in the sun as well. Neither of them are paragons of journalistic reporting, let's let's face it. But I mean, I like the fact that the French... And I think the US, the eight Americans, the Brits, I think everyone's probably been sort of had a little tussle with them. Not weapons fired, but certainly tried to chase them off if they're over airspace. Even the Ethiopians... If they've got fast jets, Mike, <laughs> or maybe they've done, maybe they've shot a few down because they're using Spitfires. Who knows? Yeah, they're coming after the Ark of the Covenant, is it? Oh, that's meant to be hanging around in Ethiopia, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, they choose it. The dude don't let them in to see it, mm. and he's like, "Go on, just let us in." And they're like, "No." All these priests keep going blind, and yeah, look like they're getting nuclear radiation poisoning. It does, yeah, it's as if they get slow radiation yeah. poisoning and die, and they have to choose a new guardian of it, which... Uh, they said they're looking after, is it the Ark? The Ark of the Covenant, yeah. yeah. Is it radioactive? Well, that's what they suggest. They all tested it. We'll let them in. They won't let them in. It's yeah. a holy place, isn't it? Personally, I just fucking breached the wall. <laughs> Come I get some guy who counters around the fucking church and find out... What's going on? Nah, I yeah. breached the wall with a team of highly trained mercenaries I've paid a substantial amount of money for. And because if it is radiation, then you can declare a health hazard and then they have to move in. Yeah. Obviously, the Ethiopian government hasn't got that far. <laughs> I wouldn't want to take the job without it, without checking it out. If everybody's been dying of, you know, the same sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, but it's a great honour. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm guarding this thing I can no longer fucking see. Yeah, that's what they say it does. <laughs> Oh, mine. Yeah. Oh, dear. I suppose you become a martyr, don't you? Yeah. I guess. You're dealing for God, aren't you? You're protecting... Well, unless he's going to come... Property. You'd best come down and fucking shake <laughs> my hand or something if I'm going to go blind and die. Piss off went to hell after that, wouldn't you? Yeah, fucking would. Because, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I sacrificed my life guarding this thing for you. And God was like, yeah, but, you know, you did spit at a woman or something when you were a kid, so... Yeah. Sorry. You did crack off inside a church. That's a yeah. no-no. <laughs> you did steal from your brother. Of course. Well, it is. 
course, there is a theory that the god that we worship now is actually the devil and killed God and just took his place and didn't tell anyone and that's why everything's fucked up. Well, I don't think them people in that snakehead throne room, you know, they worship God as in the god they say they are. They can't, can they? Not in a snakehead throne room, no. You ever seen that, Claire? Mm-hmm. The Vatican, they built this sort of throne room for the Pope. It's just off St. Peter's. And inside, it looks like a fucking snake's head. You can even down to like the, the way they put black into it and the eyes at the back behind the Pope and everything. It's fucking it's quite weird. sinister. Yeah. Yeah, the building from the outside looks like a snake's head as well. Does it? Yeah. Some pictures of the Vatican, you know, from, from the outside and stuff. Got a lot of money, haven't they, this church? <laughs> Yeah. They put a lot into snake heads, not enough into, you know, not enough into st- and everything they stand for. Not really. enough into stopping their priests killing children and burying their bodies in the next in the uh, in the grounds behind their religious schools, which leads us on to the next article. Mike? <laughs> More churches aflame across Canada as outrage against Catholic Church grows. Ooh, what are they doing now? Two more Catholic churches have been engulfed in flames after indigenous nations have confirmed more unmarked graves at residential school sites. They would likely contain the remains of indigenous children, so they've been finding these unmarked graves, mass unmarked graves, at religious places in, in Canada. There's quite a few in Ireland as well. They're, they're, they're all over the shop, aren't they, the, to be fair? What, what were the nuns doing? The Eating the children or something, for fuck's yeah. sake. <laughs> It was the Magdalene Colleges in. It was for women who'd had kids at a wedlock. At a wedlock. And yeah. they'd take the kids off and then they'd put these women in basically what was a workhouse, effectively. Yeah. Now, in, in Canada, what they did was they took the children from the families, the um, sort of native Canadians, or we'd be looking at uh, native American Indians or to like um, like an Eskimo kind of guy. Yeah. Native, Can- indigenous Canadians, Canadian, anyway. Yeah. And um, they, they'd take them into these schools and they'd basically you're a catholic you're canadian and t- destroy their culture basically yeah, yeah. teaching their culture was yeah, crap and beat their old culture out of them wouldn't they yeah and it turns out they've obviously been doing they've been these kids have been dying in the care of the church and they've just instead of giving them a decent burial they've just been thrown out the back into a mass grave um, they've to cover it up. To, to cover it up. Now, whether they've been intentionally killed I mean, or... Yeah, is it, is it in, you know, intentional or is it just mortality rates? I think it's probably beatings until the kid can't take much more and ends up dying from it, or even they've molested them, killed them to shut them up. I mean, we just... You don't really know, do we, I don't think. But no, but the Pope said, oh, nothing to do with us. Didn't apologise, did he? No, he didn't, no. And these are the good guys! That's yeah. the worst of it. Mm. So in less than two weeks, at least seven churches have been set on fire across Canada, with all but one Catholic. Where the fire is not involved, graffiti is still prevalent, but the carcasses of animals have also been left on church doors, as have bloody handprints and footprints, along with we were children scrawled across the doors in paint. These acts are said to be a result of unmarked graves being discovered around residential school sites in Canada. Residential schools were run by the Canadian government to forcibly assimilate 150,000 First Nations, Inuit and Metis children. They started in the 1830s, but the last one did not close until the late 1990s. With over half of them run by Catholics, sexual abuse and violence were regular occurrences. Oh, Jesus. Vice reports... Vice reports that around 15,000 children (laughs) died in attendance. Jesus, 15,000 kids. But then again, 
if they're indigenous kids, they don't care. There was a serial killer in Canada in the 70s called Robert Picton. He owned a pig farm, so he was quite good at getting rid of bodies. Very mm. wealthy guy as well. He killed, what, 20, 30 indigenous sex workers? The police never even bothered looking into it. You know, they didn't, work, they didn't care. These people weren't even human to them, and that was in the 70s. So what was it like in 1830? Yeah. Damn motherfucker, damn. That's all i got to say. Yeah, I like these churches on fire. Sorry if you're religious, but I don't think uh, the Catholic Church in particular has got a lot more skeletons in their closet than they let on. Well, I don't condone violence and arson, but I can understand they're hurting, they're lashing out. Killed 15,000 kids, fucking. fucking disgraceful. Well, yeah, I wouldn't start the fire, but since it's burning now... Mm. <laughs> it should, like, literally... It's burn. You'd think, yeah, you'd think something like this should bring down a, the, the church. Now, hang on, these fuckers are killing kids. What else are they doing? Well, they'll just say it was historical and it was but, but, yeah, a different time. Yeah, that's what they're saying now. They'll go, it's a different time and, you know, it, it's accepted now that people can have, you know, kids out of wedlock and da-da-da, won't they? I know, but these kids were like being forcibly taken from the, the indigenous kids in you know, Canada. They were being forcibly taken by the Canadian Mounted Police, who, to be fair, did look swish. You can't knock that uniform, but still. It's fine, isn't it? Well, yeah. Why is it always evil bastards have great uniforms? Mm. It's a mystery. But no, they would just take them, they forcibly take them, send them to one of these schools, we're going to trash your culture and teach you our way. Because you'll never be allowed to get ahead in our society because you're First Nations or you're an Inuit. Yeah. You just be you know, second class citizen. Second class citizen, exactly. Live on this reservation and be grateful. Yeah. Disgusting. Burn them all down. Burn them all. All these Catholics. On a happier note. Yay! Swingers arrived to four-day countryside sex festival with BDSM demos and clay pigeon shooting. Sounds like a great weekend. <laughs> four-day event. In, I was not informed this was going on. In the swingathon kicked off in fields near Grantham, Lincolnshire. So it's in this country as well. well I've been there. It's very flat. There won't be much walking going on. So it started uh, Friday. Of course, despite... it was a feel for naked people. Lots <laughs> of humping, probably. Yeah. Well, that, I think they all start that after, you know, they all start swinging as it, you know. Not in summer. Yeah, go on. Party started. But yeah, when they, they get a bit loose after they <coughs> drink, especially uh, you know, you just don't. Yeah, go straight, you know. You want to peek to it, yeah. you know. <laughs> That's always <been> my problem. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. So, it started on Friday, despite organisers claiming earlier this week that it had been cancelled due to coronavirus restrictions, making it difficult for a plus 30 group to meet without exemptions. So, the website boasts adult bouncy castles, wet t-shirt competitions and a mobile dungeon. What's an adult bouncy castle? Is it... You're still on it naked, I presume. Is it just like, got lots of dildos yeah. <laughs> on the bottom? Put a bit of foam on it or a bit of like, squirty cream, I don't know. Yeah, maybe something like that. Yeah, maybe the dildos. Bouncy, mm. <laughs> bouncy. <laughs> Mobile dungeon. Mobile dungeon seems alright too. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Also nice people to do hot tubs, naked singers and a photo book. And a photo book? Oh, photo right. booth, I booth, think that is. Sorry. Oh, well, there you go. C classy portraits, sensual boudoir, free photo shoots. Ah. 
So guests. Someone may likes al- taking pictures of tits. Sorry. Tits. <laughs> okay. So guests may also enter Miss and Mister Swingathon Twenty Twenty One competition, and according to their website, there is a BDSM demo. Uh, sweet bar outdoor cinema clay pigeon shooting. I'm not sure about that. I've, yeah. I've done that with clothes on. <laughs> and it takes your shoulder, you know, right mm. back. So like powder burns. <laughs> Potentially, <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, it would really hurt if you did it naked. Let's put it that way. You got some recoil, but then again, we don't know what caliber of gun they're using. We don't know. No, no, could no, be sort of four tens. We don't know. Let's not make any assumptions. And what qualifies you as Mr. or Mrs. Swingathon? Is it the list of STDs that you've got? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's I'm guessing it's just who's had the most dick over the weekend, over the four days. Babs, you've had that much dick. <laughs> You're Miss Swingathon. You're Miss Swingathon. <laughs> so guests have to take a lateral, have a, positive, a negative lateral flow test 48 hours before arriving, and there has been 400 tickets sold at. 200 quid a couple. Nice. 200 quid each. Yeah, and there's a bar and entertainment till 11 o'clock, uh, camping. Fantastic. What do you want? I love it. Well, I don't know why I wasn't informed of this. It's not that I've anyone to go with, but I've just still gone. Do you, very... do you have to go in a couple, do you think? I don't know, I guess it's so. It's a swing-a-thon, isn't it? Mm, I guess you would. It's not a single-a-thon. I guess you would, but even so, stay was fun. Yeah. All right, then, what we got next, Mike? This is for you. Ah, my good friend, Jory Geller. Not really, I think he's a cunt. (laughs) (laughs) Earth has been in contact with aliens for 50 years, spoonbender, Jory Geller claims. (laughs) Jory Geller claims Earth has been in contact with aliens for the last five decades after he was invited to NASA where the CIA were allegedly wowed by his mind control powers. Yeah, of course they were, Yuri. <laughs> That's why you're not in a CIA fucking programme now, isn't it? I think it was more of a... Wow. As a... In, than a... Wow! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you can bend that spoon, eh? Yeah. Have you looked into that remote viewing they did, though? Oh, that's bollocks. It'll fuck me, mate. It ain't. Someone in that. What? They were able to detect... Some of them. Yeah, some of them somehow able to detect where certain military targets were and things just through their mind. Yeah, so they get a load of guys, these guys who said they could do it, yeah. and they go, all right, come into the room, separate rooms, and they go, we want you to like, find this missile solar silo in Iran. Draw us where it is on the map. Draw us what it looks like. Right. Inside. Yeah. So they're still in a room. Yeah. And, they, and yeah. they're saying that they project their mind... To, to the place. To the place. Soaring above. Yeah. So I can see. Sort of astral projection yeah. type, yeah. And um, then I can see, like, there's a mountain over here. The base is, yeah. like, by this city. And then we'll, they can even give them layouts of rooms and things like that. Ooh. It'll be an, an episode one day. I'm not 100% convinced by it. But it's something I need to look at more. They sort of made a film about it, didn't they? Men who stare at goats. Yes, but... That, so that wasn't quite that. No, that was a real bastardised version of the book, which, yeah, they did do remote viewing. They did try and uh, kill animals by staring at them. But it was more like this kind of, they wanted to create this kind of Jedi warrior in mm. a way who would... So they'd enter a room and immediately they would assimilate 
the location of everything in the room, where the light switches were, how many of them, is there anyone in the room that should be afraid? It would all just be like a click of the finger and they'd just take in all their surroundings. Yeah, There's a higher can, enlightenment in a way. And if they stop the hearts of goats, I think that's what they can do to humans, like Jedi, Jedi mind tricks, they can manipulate their bodies from themselves somehow Yeah. to do whatever. I don't know. We'll look into that. Someone tried to kill a hamster. I don't think anyone ever did do a goat. I'm not sure because apparently it took a piece of you if you killed an animal like that. Right. <laughs> it took a piece of you. And it was fucked up the shit that they were looking into. Oh god! The, the first thing because it was the same guy who did that was this hippie colonel. He'd he'd seen his arm. He'd seen he'd been in Vietnam. He'd seen him lose. So he's like, maybe we need a different approach because all this violence it, it doesn't work clearly because we just got our asses handed to us. So he went on this like fact-finding mission. He went around all these hippie communes and basically came back like a ra radicalized, <laughs> effectively. I mean, he's, he's called it the New Earth Army, and they were going to carry uh, lambs towards the enemy in their arms and play soothing music and give the enemy flowers and just attempt to like we can't shoot these guys. They're holding lambs and giving us flowers. Pacify them. Pacify them exactly. Yeah, just take all violence out of their thoughts. I like it. Where does I know? <laughs> I don't know what happened after they pacified the enemy, whether an airstrike was called in or... <laughs> hey, see you later, guys. Why, why are you going behind that tree line? We just go into the toilet, man. <laughs> you got some balls, haven't you, to walk towards people with guns with a lamb. And flowers. Yeah. Or soothing music, please. Mm. Balls of steel? Yeah, I think you've got to be braver to do that than actually holding a rifle, to be honest. Anyway, let's have a look what this bender says. Spoon bender. Not commenting on his homosexuality. Uh, he was invited to NASA uh, in 1974 after CIA officials were wowed by his mind control powers. And Yuri74 said what he saw there convinced him ET exists. Engineer Werner von Braun showed him a piece of metal kept in a safe. Yuri said, I touched it and told Werner, this is not from our planet. And he said, you're right. This is a piece of UFO that crashed on Earth. Mm-hmm. Yuri added that his jaw fell at the contents of fridge floors beneath the base. <laughs> oh, what's down there, Yuri? Mm. Oh, he can't tell us. So he's making it up. Because <laughs> he can tell us that there's pieces of metal in the safes that aren't from our universe, but for some reason he can't tell us that there's it's alien... It's like a non-disclosure agreement, he says. Yeah, but he can tell us that there's pieces of metal that aren't... Was Werner von Braun alive in 1974? I'm going to check that. He says he cannot reveal any more. Let's assume they're alien bodies. Let's assume that, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's hinting at that, yeah. anyway. Um, I have signed non-disclosure documents, but I can tell you that we're in contact. Well, you just breach your non-disclosure contact, then you daft twat. <laughs> Yuri said a US report uh, revealing 144 possible UFO sightings surprised him as officials said they were baffled, but he insisted they do know more. They do. They do. Mm -hmm. Defence Minister Baroness Goldie, that she's from the UK, says the UK will not conduct its own investigation to UFOs because in over fifty years no such report indicate no such reporting indicated the existence of any military threat. Bullshit. Apart from when Churchill, literally on his return to office in the fifties, wrote a memo saying, What's this about these UFOs? Let me know. He wrote that on a, on a memo. What's all this about these flying saucers? Let me know. See. Oh. What would 
was replied he replied to him. Oh, that's the thing, you see. He was given a then given a file by the Ministry of Defence and probably told that there was no significant defence threat. It seemed a bit like Q. <laughs> <laughs> it's no, it just stands for Churchill. Oh, okay. I thought it was a code. No. No, he's in a sign in Winston Church and he just wrote uh, C on internal well, He memory. wrote C, yeah. sorry. Wrong end of the island. If there are no threat back then. Well, of course not, we should have Spitfires. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's not for him to concern himself with, is it? You know. That's it, but when in the, so you had the great saucer flap of the 50s in America when these things were buzzing the Capitol, the Capitol building, you know, these, you know, these lights in formation going over Washington DC and no one knew what the, the picture, no? Yeah. no one knew what the hell they were. You know, they're scrambling jets daily and then they're going, ah, it's no problem. This is, for me, this is like the biggest example of how the, the government's bullshit you because it's quite clear something's buzzing around in the air mm-hmm. and, ah, oh, it's no defence significance. So either they're on our side yeah. or they are unannounced and we can't do nothing to stop them, yeah. which is terrifying. I don't believe they're on our side. I think they're unannounced and we can't do anything. Because the, the little leaks that are coming out, you know, the, that, that document, you know, this, this other one where they're turning things on and off on planes yeah. and that. These are just little little things. They're letting us know what capabilities they have got. But, you know, every step of the way, it, you know, that comes across as friendly as opposed to... Like you said, defensive as opposed to attacking us, isn't it? Yeah, because if they wanted to, if they could disable our weapons, they could probably disable the engines of the plane. Yeah. So... But if we're just a meat market for them... But you'd like this meat market... market idea. Yeah, you're into that, aren't you? Is that, your, is that some kind of fetish you've got? You want to be eaten by aliens? <laughs> uh, I want to be cannibalised by a Martian. I want to be cannibalised by a Martian. Cut my dick off first! Uh, I want that last. <laughs> Before the party, wanted to get frozen and then woke up yeah. and this bullshit finishes. <laughs> yeah, make your mind up. What if you wake up? Oh, I suppose the win-win for him, Claire. He, he wakes up, he's actually in the Martian meat market and they're just about to take his leg off. And yeah. uh, win-win for him. I'm just about to cut my dick off. No, no save, it <laughs> save it for last. Back to this in a second. I think that Yuri Geller is, is and always has been full of shit. I mean, he claimed responsibility for breaking Beckham's foot a few World Cups ago. What? Yeah. Healing it, wasn't it? Oh, he tried to heal it after, but he said, oh, I've sent out a wrong... Oh, missing a penalty, that's what it was. He claimed responsibility for Beckham missing a penalty or something like that. Someone missed a penalty. And then uh, he was like, oh, yeah, that was me. I had a negative thought creep in my head just as he struck the ball. Sorry. He said, no, you didn't. He just missed a penalty because England are shit at football. <laughs> or shit at penalty taking. Let's talk about the football a second. We're going to do it at the well, end. We're shit at football. Seems we're all right now. <laughs> we beat the Germans. We just smashed Ukraine. Football is coming home. Maybe. Possibly. What's this about football coming home, father? <laughs> Yeah, and before the Germany game, I, I will go on record as saying that the only thing, there's more chance of Maddie McCann coming home than football. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out we can beat Germany every day, so it's like, oh, you know what, maybe we're not that bad after all. Yeah. Maddie, yeah. we're coming for you. <laughs> find you. Not... <laughs> no one's going to harm you in any way. <laughs> I think you've been thrown off. <laughs> she's dead already. She's, oh, she's just... She's yeah. in the she's in the alien meat market. <laughs> yeah, she's in the alien meat market. There you go. Moving on. Mm. 
move on from that idiot. Virtual reality suicide machine gives users morbid trial run of their own death. <laughs> Alright. That sounds like, you know, that Futurama you know, yeah. they've got on the side of the road, the suicide. <laughs> yeah. the like, like, we need them. <laughs> I love how Bender still cheats it though. Yeah. <laughs> he goes in there and he puts the, the coin on the string down. Yeah. Yeah. He's even not even going to pay for his own death. Mm. <laughs> See, this just sounds like he's he wants to kill people. Dr. Philip Nitschke, nicknamed Dr. Death, is a mastermind behind the elegant machine that allows members of the public to virtually experience their own death by slowly decreasing their oxygen. I want to point out elegant is in quotes. No, it's, it's, it's only his opinion. It is an elegant pod. It's, it looks very elegant. Looks very spacey. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, that, that could cause cardiac arrest or anything. Yeah, I guess it could. Yeah, you and your oxygen levels deplete in your body, you know. Your brain. He says you become euphoric. I bet you do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Start seeing all the lights. <laughs> well, let's get into it. Dr. Philip Nitscher debuted his invention, Sarko, at the funeral fair in Amsterdam back in 2018. That's a barrel ass, isn't it? The funeral fair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't wait to go to... That's where I'm going. I'll wait till you die. I want to bury you. <laughs> He's like, right, we're in Amsterdam for the weekend. What are we going to do? Let's go to the funeral fair. Quick, let's go to the coffee shop first. Uh, yeah. So much <laughs> no, I'm going to wander around the studio of Estone just fucking buy a really expensive <laughs> casket that I can't... I'm only working yeah. for the day I die to pay off. You're just walking around all these people coming to you it's not mentioning you. The smell of death is on him. <laughs> <laughs> like bullshit. Yeah, and then they just crack you over the back of the head or something at the end. Nick <laughs> <laughs> your wallet and pop you in a casket. Yeah. Sounds terrible. Let's go. (laughs) The 3D printed euthanasia capsule is designed to produce a rapid decrease in oxygen level while maintaining a low CO2 level. The conditions for a peaceful, even euphoric death, according to their website. The only only true euphoric death is charging a German machine gun nest with no bullets in your tummy gun and armed only with a sharp stick. That's the only euphoric death, damn it. Not choking to death slowly in a tube. I don't think this is a good idea. No, I think he's going to kill people for real. (laughs) So how long did you stay in there, do you think? About half hour? 15 minutes? Look, it's all different shapes. (laughs) I like that one. It looks like a waffle. Looks like an egg box type waffle. (laughs) Mm. Yeah. But you'd fit in it. Writing in the Huffington Post following the unveiling in 2018, Dr. Nitschke said, A sarco death is painless. There's no suffocation, choking sensation or air hunger as a user breathes easily in a low oxygen environment. The sensation is one of well-being and intoxication. Well, how does he know? Well, he's, he's, got, he's got to have tried it, hasn't he? Well, did he try it or did he get someone to do it? How, how are you feeling? Oh, I'm so euphoric. Good, good. And he just decreases the oxygen more. <laughs> Sarco is short for sarcophagus. Okay. It kind of looks like one, doesn't it? Yeah. Let's just call it what it is, Mike. It's a death capsule. <laughs> <laughs> what if they put you in that instead of the freezer tube? We won't be signing the, the papers for that, will It's just it? a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure this is the cryogenics tube? Because I'm feeling really euphoric, man. <laughs> oh, shit. Mm. Why would you leave someone in there too long as well? This could just go horribly wrong. Or, you know, I'd say 
someone with an underlying condition could to use it and, and croak. Maybe they wanted to. Possibly. You'd probably have to sign a disclaimer, wouldn't you? He is up for making suicide booths. Because he says like a little bit of voice or motion activated to start it, so people with degenerative diseases might only have to blink to activate it. What, what happens if people start like making their own like versions of this at home or putting just <laughs> bags on their head? Uh, <laughs> then we're going to have a problem. <laughs> you know, because the high is good. And they're all yeah. like, yeah, fuck drugs. And they're just walking around with a plastic bag on their head. <laughs> no, I don't like it. However, Dr. Death isn't the only inventor to make euthanisation an experience. Lithuanian Lugilonus Urbanas designed a roller coaster painlessly to kill its passengers back in 2010. His invention is described as a hypothetic death machine in the form of a roller coaster engineered to humanely, with elegance and euphoria, take the life of a human being. I wouldn't want to be the bloke who gets has to drag the corpses out of it after, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, oh, this guy was fucking huge. Oh, get me the extra strong gurney. Oh, no, they'd design it to just dump him, wouldn't it? Oh, he's so, into a hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or splat them against a wall and they just wash them off. Oh, the pressure wash, yeah, yeah maybe. We'd more likely they'd put you through a mincer, wouldn't oh, they? Yeah, yeah. yeah just Feed the homeless with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's where we're going. Sword and green, damn it. Sword and green is, is the way forward. You seen that film, Claire? No. Is it good? Yeah, it's a classic, isn't it? 60s sci-fi. Charlton Eston finds out that this company is feeding dead people to the population. Oh, nice. Well, it'll happen. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> it'll happen eventually. Probably. Population keeps growing. There's always going to be dead bodies, though, isn't it? Just going to waste. Burying them under the ground, we need that space. I'm burning them. There's got to be a better way, isn't there? Yeah. I like the, the idea of them tree pods. Mm. Mm. They like put you in a sort of wicker basket with like a tree coming out of it and then, you know, they, they just plant you. I want an acorn buried in my chest cavity so when the oak starts to grow, it'll literally just rise me out of the ground oh. with my skeleton attached around it. Uh. <laughs> like... Metal as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always in favour of, 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 of euthanasia if, if it's your choice. I mean, you, you put yeah. a dog to sleep if it's in too much pain. That's it, man. If someone's in chronic pain, it's terminal. But this isn't. This is some sort. This is for for euphoria. This is to get some sort of yeah. like, high off it. I'm all for that as well. Why not? <laughs> well, you could just fucking make it easier. Tie a belt round your neck. Yeah, and I know. But it's, fucking ri- it's risky, isn't it? <laughs> if he kills me, at least he's liable. Oh, great. You might as well have a wank and hang yourself off the back of the door. Well, if I'm going to get some compensation. Well, yeah. Now, if I hang myself on the door, no one's getting down. <laughs> Don't do it on the front door. It's hard enough to fucking get open as it is. <laughs> no one will ever get in. Uh, I'm all in favour. If you, if you think that your quality of life is, is declined to the point where you can't you think you shouldn't be alive, then I think you should have that option. I've always been in favour of it. Yeah, I'm in favour of euthanasia, but this, is, this isn't euthanasia. You're saying that it could be. Oh, if it, it, yeah. it could be, you have that euphoric feeling before you die. Yeah. It's humane, isn't it? Yeah. And one in every hospital. Just pump me full of skag. But then you could also have it for, what do you call them? Something junkies when they're looking for... Adrenaline, adrenaline junkies. Adrenaline junkies, that's it. 
Not the heroin junkies. No. I don't know, you can well, get a lot of people off her, yeah. if, you know, it could be a good thing. Fuck it, I'll change my mind, I'm yeah. with it. <laughs> no, it could, it could be a good thing, get them hooked on, sort of, you know, use this every uh, every so often. And Yeah, well, what if he starts fucking with them on the, you know, the virtual reality thing, and like, you go in it and you start getting like visions of a burning lake of fire and shit like that, you, you know, it doesn't go the euphoria, then he puts in his own programme. <laughs> So you're like, oh my god, I'm in hell! You've got to safeguard what that kind of thing, haven't you? Like that some cunt just fuck about with the controls. Well, you know, if he sends a human's <laughs> his sense of euphoria is just gone and I'm being eaten virtually by a demon. <laughs> and you wake up and he's raping you. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't euphoric! <laughs> this is the opposite of euphoric! <laughs> oh, what's the last one then? Ghost dog lying on couple's bed, upsetting pet cat and watching TV with them. I'm all for this. Okay, so... Every home should have a ghost dog. <laughs> Michael and Blake Lee from Southport, Merseyside, reckon that the spirit of a dog has been lying across the foot of their bed and watching TV and their pet cat hates it. Uh, I can just imagine the moody cat just looking at, yeah. looking at the spot on the, on the bed. Michael Lee said he it started with footprints coming across the bed. Oh, the ghost now lies across his legs with his pet cat Maggie, who avoids it. He told the Liverpool Echo. The forty-seven-year-old and his husband Blake Lee, forty-three, believes a ghostly presence is a dog, uh, and it's certain it will cause no harm. Oh, nice. It's hope not. <laughs> you don't wake up to a ghost dog ripping your throat out. <laughs> no, you don't. No one wants that. <laughs> So Michael says uh, about five in the morning I thought the the cat had come to bed and or to wake me up for its food but the cat was nowhere to be seen. Five a.m. Yeah. that the cat's going hungry from the couple of hours. I, I, I'd be just kicking the dude's yes. piss off until I'm waking up. Yeah. It was like uh, he said it was like footprints that were coming slowly on the bed and then lay on my foot. It lay crossways. You can see where I have a fluffy blanket on the bed and it's completely flat. Then the the dog comes across and you see it dip in the bed where it's Fucking lying. Oh, it's quite heavy, he said, and uh, too heavy to be the cat. He said it's a dog, it might be a human, ghost. Licking Could be feet. a gimp. Yeah. Sniffing his feet. Could be a gimp. Yeah. Could be a gimp. <laughs> ghost gimp. Ghost gimp. Michael has an infrared camera on his phone. And uh, he has a two-way microphone, so the other day he decided to put the camera to use. He spoke to the bedroom using the camera, asking, is anybody there? It's always that one, isn't it? (laughs) Where he was met with a high-pitched howl. Why didn't he go, who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? (laughs) He then asked... uh, (laughs) He then asked the, the ghost, are you a dog? And then he was met with some noise. That's a bit undescriptive, isn't it? He said, you don't scare me. You know what it might be, and I know what it couldn't be. What? I don't know. You doesn't, you, it doesn't scare me. You know what it might be and what it couldn't be. It's not going to harm you. Well, Ghosts don't seem to do any harm anyway. I think the Bell Witch ghost story would, would convert him to that, as well as the, the Enfield Poltergeist. Uh, several others. Well, it just lies across his feet. It's not doing any harm, is it? No. Pissing the cat off, that's all. That's it. 
Well, oh, other animals can like sense things, can't they? Well, animals in general, supposedly. Yeah, dogs often just stare off at something, don't they? Mm-hmm. Just yeah. stare. Blues do that, just stare into the corner. Mind you, he was a bit daft. Is it a ghost dog, though? I hope so. I hope it is. I want a ghost dog. I also think it'll be a great kids cartoon. <laughs> ghost dog. Solves crimes. It's got to be another explanation. Well, yeah, maybe he's just lying. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe he's sold his story to the Daily Star and got 50 quid. Maybe he doesn't fuck it. I'm a bit skipped this week. You're doing that to 50 quid. I'll say there's a ghost dog in me flat. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. I'd like to, I'd like to think it is. I'd like a ghost dog. I prefer a live dog. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously. <laughs> but if, if I knew it was like one of my dogs, that'd be ace. Yeah. It sort of pissed me off just trying to push this ghost dog off the bed when it's not even there. Yeah. He said it's heavy on his feet, or mm. you know. Yeah, it's not ideal. Nah. Still, it's a bit of a feel good story, you know. It's a bollocks story, though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> What's weird, so put it in. That's true, yeah. that's what we're all about. So, well, yeah, thanks for listening. I've been Ben. Don't drink the flavour aid, don't join a cult. Look out for ghost dogs. Ghost dog. <laughs> I've been Mike, thanks for listening. Peace out. May the force be with you. And I've been Claire, don't get a suicide boot. Unless you want to. Unless you want to, yeah.